and shiny object all year, but the Seahawks would just never go away. And that's kind of what they've become. They're the team that will not go away. They were the, and then they just continue. Like every time you try to write them off and move on and turn the page, and they're done, let someone else step up, they're still there. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Hawks Nest. It's your host, Riley Keenan, coming at you a little bit differently this time. Maddie and I are excited to welcome you from YouTube. Um, yeah. Matt, welcome back to the show. What's Thanks, going buddy. on, buddy? Not much, man. Uh, just getting this day started, ready to go. I'm not going to lie, man. That intro is hype. That I love the intro. I it gets me fired wait. up. Wait. I can't wait to see what he's done to the uh, to the new one with the new logo and you know some of the new guys that we wanted to talk about. Um, and speaking of um, Russell Wilson's back in the news, some more things have come to light. I guess um, this morning there's uh, there's been some rumblings, Matt. We've been hearing it for the past you know couple of evenings. We've uh, we've talked about it over the past couple of days. Um, but it's coming to light right now that Russell Wilson is possibly in conversation with the Seattle Seahawks and restructuring his contract. Now, that holds huge, 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 huge implications because that would basically lock him in for two more years because of his massive cap hits in 2022 and 2023. This is, this is news that's, I mean, gone under the radar. And Russ has been very quiet. John Schneider has been very quiet. Pete Carroll have been very quiet. Have they kind of just let this, you know, just take off? Or what are we at? I mean, at the end of the day, right now, I think Russell Wilson is a Seattle Seahawk, and I think he's going to stay a Seattle Seahawk. How that all works out as far as the cap goes is – anybody's guess it seems though russell wilson's taking the hint he's gonna have to restructure if he wants to build a team that's successful but that's what i kind of want to get into right now is how do we now with russell wilson in the building we can put that to bed i'm putting that to bed right now i'm comfortable 100 uh we got more more reports to that today that um you know espn was reporting that seattle seahawks are now evaluating the offensive line position extra hard they're they're doing it with their due diligence, I guess. They're you know, just so to say. So it sounds promising. Uh, looks like there's a lot of good options uh, out there. Obviously, Maddie, I what did, are your thoughts did, with this? I did see. I did see today that uh, speaking of the offensive line, that the Seattle Seahawks are looking at uh, the Giants guard Kevin Zeitler. Z- Z- Zeitler. Kevin Zeitler. Zeitler. There it is. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I think Joe Thune needs to be a push. He's going to cost a lot. I definitely agree. I, Joe Thune should be a push. Be a push. It's got to happen. It's. We got it this morning. Like that's what we're talking about. And and it's it's Sunday. You know, coffee's brewing. We just wanted to talk about it. Get it out there. We're going to throw it out there as soon as we can. 
But according to Rap Sheet, the Seahawks are not actively shopping Russell Wilson. They are listening to they are listening when teams call. We did have news this week when we uh, interviewed Pod Guy Fugues. If you haven't already checked out that episode, make sure you guys hit up our Instagram, our Twitter. We have all the links in our bios and descriptions uh, at HawksNest604. And make sure you guys are following us for all the up-to-date. But, again, click that episode. Pod Guy Fugues talked about a massive haul, and that's all the speculation that we're getting right now. So to have that news kind of break on our show, and or I guess maybe not break, but a lot of people knew that it was going to be, but it was cool to have um, Austin on and talk about those massive deals. And here we are. You know, the and Seattle Seahawks are not actively shopping. They're not, think- they're not making those calls. I, I think they have to answer the calls. I, I don't yes. care who you are. This is a business. Everybody says it. It's cutthroat. Why would you not? I get it. It's Russell Wilson, but I'd listen. You got to listen. Why would you just ignore it? So you can't blame the Seattle Seahawks for just hearing people out. They know what they have in Russell Wilson and they're not going to just take it. But, but you got to hear them out. I think Russell Wilson is. Is also like, ah, some of those teams that I picked, some of those markets that I want to go to, or some of those, you know, ones that Sierra was talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Sierra is the one, you know, kind of pushing those markets. But at the end of the day, um, Russ was like, damn, you know, some of those teams aren't going to be very good. Um, are they better options than the Seattle Seahawks? Maybe he kind of backtracks. He's like, damn, this is. I've I've made a mistake at this point. I've made it, you know, I've made a grave mistake. If I dug myself too far into this hole, and now I got to get myself out and and reacclimated with my teammates and reassure my head coach and reassure these guys. Is Russ playing panic mode out of it? I don't know, but it is awesome to hear those um, good reports that Russell Wilson's not being actively uh, actively spoken about in trade talks. They're they're listening, but um, it's it's not going back and forth. It's not an active, ongoing conversation. So that's the fun part. Regardless, regardless of how it all came to be, um, I think we're all just happy that we can go to bed tonight knowing that uh, Russell Wilson is going to be a Seattle Seahawk. And on that note, we're now approaching the free agency. We got start of the week tomorrow. Big things going to happen. Where does Seattle? We we talked a little bit about the uh, the guard position here. Where what else does Seattle need to address? We got to address corner. Uh, corner is something that uh, if we lose Shaq Griffin, who's our who's the next up? Um, we haven't seen Richard Sherman officially get cut. Uh, as far as I believe, he has not officially been released by the San Francisco 49ers. So he, I, he's come out and said he's not going to be a part of the team next year. Yeah, he's he he's aware, but like when that happens, you know that happens. But at this point, they've they're restructuring and moving money around and stuff like that. So things, um, I believe that he will get cut. Um, at that point, does does he consider a you know, um, a, you know, we do we reunite with him? Uh, does he come in and, and play uh, behind Shaq and we can kind of do that? Or do we even get Shaq well, back? Uh, you know, Casey Hay is out on the market now, uh, released by the Chargers. So the cornerback position is a something that is a dire need. I want to throw another name out at you. Just yep. uh, Now this guy's definitely regressed over the last couple of years, um, but he's a new free agent this year, and that's Patrick Peterson. 
Do you think he comes to the dark side? That's another veteran player. He's a couple, couple years younger than Rich. Yeah, it's a, there, it's a, there's it's a good a option. Veteran, there's a lot of veteran cornerbacks in this free agency market, and there's a there's there's a ample amount of decent enough players now. And we need a number one though. Like Shaq is our number one cornerback, and we need to replace him with another one. Richard Sherman and Patrick Peterson are not true number one cornerbacks. I think Shaq needs to come back to the team. I think they need to, after they sort out the cap, they need to figure out a way to bring him back into the program, along with maybe another veteran presence, like we mentioned here, and build up that uh, that squad. Well, we also got pass rusher to deal with now that you yep. know we've let go of Carlos Dunlap. You know, losing him is a is a he leaves a huge question mark now. Uh, we have ways of moving around, and again, I like bringing up the fact that Russell Wilson is going to be more than likely get this restructure done. You know, mm-hmm. and frees up seventeen million. You know, frees up another nine million. It's trading Jaron Reed, Char- trade yeah. Jaron Reed, or you release him. You know, you tag or you um, extend Puna Ford, who played better and is a younger um, developmental guy. I think Puna Ford is a super underrated. Put him in the number one role and then draft a guy late. We need Puna Ford um, on the team. I'm, I think I'm Puna disappointed Ford needs we haven't to heard enough now. about him yet. Puna Ford needs to be on the team. I think next, next year. year is his big breakout year. Yeah. Um, definitely. This year's uh, this year he went highly underrated. Um Brian, uh, Brian Monet, uh, the big fella, he's he's another guy that um, pushed out, you know, Snacks Harrison, who's supposed to be a big time yeah. get for us. You know, Snacks came in the one game that he was actually active. I think he actually forced a fumble, but Brian Monet made made bigger plays because he was making bigger. You know, he was making bigger plays for the guys Jamal Adams. He was freeing up. Um, freeing up those gaps for Carlos Dunlap and those guys. You know, he's a big body and he, and he mm-hmm. occupies space. Um, snacks, just I don't know what it was, but um, maybe it was just the younger option and Brian Monet was just the easier pick by the Seattle defense. Yeah, he he they, definitely earned it. It's awesome, awesome to see. So those names, uh, then you got to talk about, you know, freeing up that money, then we can go after a guy like, like you're talking about Carl Lawson and you am. can go after maybe, you know, we can consider guys like, um, Oh man, Melvin Ingram. Maybe he considers a two year deal for something a little bit, uh, under that or Jadavian Clowney reunites. I think that's a name that's underrated yes. for the Seahawks. I, th- I think, I think Jadavian Clowney is going to demand, not demand. He's going to get less money than what he was worth. Yeah. Um, even going into the Titans, right? Like he held out with Seattle. We all remember that fiasco. I think we could get him on a pretty reasonable deal. He, I don't see him getting more than $8 million a year, honestly, unless some team like Jacksonville or somebody with a huge cap wants to fork out some crazy money for him. But Are coming off Clowney season, under eight? I'm talking about Clowney. Yeah, I'm saying Clowney is around eight, nine million tops. That's my opinion. Eight, nine million a year, yeah, probably yeah. something like that. I like, would like I said, unless a bigger team, like he didn't, he has he kind of underperformed in Tennessee. He blew up in Seattle. Like I mean, he was great. The Texans, great in Seattle. He underperformed the Titans, and I think that's going to result in him getting less money. Maybe getting a bit of a discount coming to Seattle. Um, like you mentioned, Carl Lawson. I think that's a cool one, just because of the association he has with the Bengals, like much like Carlos Dunlap did. Uh, Carlos Dunlap came into our program and was immediately 
excited, right? That he he mentioned that Seattle just let him be him, let him free, let him play this game. And now Carl Lawson's another guy that we maybe haven't seen the ceiling on yet. So to him, maybe is this a Cincinnati Bengals thing? Are they holding their pass rushers back because of their scheme? Bring him That's into Seattle. Point. Bring yeah, him into maybe. Seattle. Maybe he blows up. He's 25 years old. If we lock him into a four-year deal, even three, four-year deal. I'd three, love four it. Four-year deal for lockdown for... and edge rush, pa- a pass rush at, or uh geez, sorry guys. And uh, a pass rusher for the next four years. Yeah, you you did cool. say it. You said it a few days. Uh what was it yeah. yesterday? Yesterday yeah. you brought it up as um uh as a great potential. Uh, pick up you and Corbin Smith might be, uh, you know, talking to each other a little bit here, but you know, I don't mind the pick, uh, Maddie. I don't, but I think there's other potential out there. I like Trey Hendrickson too, uh, the former saint. I do like like him him. uh, because he's good in the run game. I like him in the run game. Um, Mm. honestly. So it's one of those things for for me at least that i want the seahawks to attack the offensive line position i believe yeah. that they need to attack the pass rusher and they mm-hmm. need a number one corner uh i wouldn't mind bringing quentin dunbar back uh for oh, another yeah. year um if we can get him for cheap i don't mm-hmm. know totally what his, the market is going to be for him uh, but i do believe that there that this free agency is going to be I think the next week. The next week, I think Seattle Seahawks fans need to focus on what is Russell Wilson's contract doing? Is John mm-hmm. Schneider and Pete Carroll doing anything with that? Does anyone get moved? J- uh, Jaron Reed is a potential name that can be moved. Uh, Quandre Diggs is a name that can be moved. Maddie's brought that up. Um, Tyler, Lockett Tyler Lockett is a name. Jacob Hollister is another name that I've heard you know floating around as a potential name. That the potential be, draft uh, piece. Yeah. Yeah. He could or be, sorry, he trade could piece. Be, yeah. yeah. So do those, you see Seattle are, making these moves in the free agency? Like, do you see them trading bigger names like Tyler Lockett and stuff to free up cap in an effort to sign free agents? Or do you see them moving guys like that closer to the draft in an effort to acquire some capital there? It's I, I think it's cool because I think both. Because think both. I think yeah. John Schneider could pull the trigger on a Tyler Lockett trade on day on that day two morning you know what i mean like when they wake up in the morning and seattle's like dude he's sitting there he's Mm -hmm. our guy Mm -hmm. um and we he can be he can change our team or change our dynamic or whatever it is like a naji harris Mm -hmm. um or something like that like god i I would hate i'd hate to see that but like um i did like it could it could happen and yeah. then you get John Schneider's really, you know, kind of meticulous in those kind of ways. And we've seen him do it in the past. Uh, he's he's not afraid to give up picks. Percy Harvin, Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. Jamal Adams now. Like, we've we've tried. We don't like the early draft picks. We no, we don't succeed overly, with them. As we're not we successful early in the draft. Um, that needs to change, I think. But I, I agree. I don't see – there's no way Seattle tra- – I don't see Seattle trading – for high draft picks for second yeah. round things, I think they're going to try uh, trying to acquire multiple picks later on in the draft, third, fourth round draft picks, trying to get a stockpile. You just think bring they're, gonna tra- you think they're just going to trade down like they usually do, and then just make a bunch well, of trade uh, trade trade down, or even with a guy like Tyler Lockett 
or anybody else that you just mentioned, move them on draft day and try and acquire three to four draft picks that throughout this year, you know? Yeah, that's, that's not a bad, um, open up that cap space for next year. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's a lot of options there. There is, but I think this week, you know, there's, there's so much that's going to about to happen. I think really tonight, uh, this is the eve when we're recording this, this is the eve of free agency. Uh, this is your Seahawks prepper. And honestly, this is the the day before the quest to the Super Bowl That's for the right. Seattle Seahawks. Russ is going to be a Seahawk in 2021. Hawks Nest, we have declared it. We're not going to, you know, play the no, game. No of, yeah, there's no, there's no more disputing unless any more major speculation comes out. Obviously, we'll talk about that. But uh, at this moment, 100% locked in. And the way we talk about the rest of the episode is – Russell Wilson is a Seattle Seahawk. He's restructured $17 million additional on top of what we have right now, which is like roughly about Mm -hmm. 18, 19 million. Mm -hmm. Um, What are we doing? What are we doing? Who's the first few guys that you're calling? The first few guys I'm calling? Well, Joe Thune, right off the bat. I'm locking that in. It's got to be the first call Seattle makes, in my opinion. Joe Thune, I would agree. I think Shaq and Jack, Shaq and Joe Thune are the first two calls that need to be made. Yes, I, I would put Shaq as the second call needed to be made. That being said, honestly, I that I, I I'd throw Shaq off the bus to get the offensive line sorted right now. I just wow. like I said, I, no, hold on. So, no, that being said, I think that just be that is only because we can stick a secondary together of some veteran pieces and make it work. Do you have that cap um, app that you talk about? Yeah. That we, yeah. You know, do you have yeah. that? Do I'm you have right that now. available? Yeah. Can, can we actually see that? Because let's talk about a guy maybe like, um, could we acquire a guy like Gabe Jackson as a uh, potential as like a tier two guard kind of guy? Um, I think that that that's what he is. Yeah, I'll bring that up for you here right now. You know, we could we could acquire Gabe Jackson maybe, and then uh, maybe Austin Blythe, the uh, former. Um, what? So you want to look at you want to look at the Austin guard Blythe, position. Austin Blythe, yeah, guard position, center position. These are good. Try These Turner. Good. That's an interesting Tr- one. I forgot that just became available. Trey Turner, yeah, just, Trey Turner yesterday. Yeah, just just got released. He'd be a nice one year guy, veteran guy. Yep. So we're already in talks for uh, Kevin Zeitler. So we're right? already. If, so can we? So, can we? Can, do you feel confident saying that that's a move we make in Seattle? Well, uh, Kevin Zeitler, I think could be a um, a solid potential move. I don't think it's guaranteed. Um, what exactly is the contract look like for him? Uh, and how many years is a good question. Yeah, no doubt. No, not much information on him. No, not right now. It's probably early. Um, that's all good. I mean, we're still learning as we go, which is, which is cool, but we're, we're here to learn with you guys and 
That's it. That's right. Joe Joe Thune's the first call. Trey Turner, Gabe Jackson, Kevin Zeitler. I like that we're all. I hear all of those names kind of swirling around the Seahawks, and yeah. that the Seahawks are active on those names. Those are great names for the Seahawks, I believe. I've heard Alex Mack might be talking mm-hmm. heavily with San Francisco, so we might oh, yeah. lose out on him. David Andrews is a potential Seattle Seahawk. Uh, Do you think Corey I Lindsay lo- is still in the game? I don't think we're going to be able to play with that. Corey Lindsley is going to uh, probably be the number one center taken, and then I would say it would be Nick Martin, um, Nick Martin, Dave Andrews, and uh, yeah, those kind of guys. Austin yeah. Reitner could be right, – writer, writer could be a guy that the Seahawks take. Again, we're just spitballing kind of names at you because this you know what we see here, Riley, what we see here – at the very least, is a lot of names. There's a lot of good names on the in this and market. Not and not every think- team needs its number one positions. Like we have a very like this is the best year to address this need. You know, especially interior offensive linemen. Exactly. We where we, the Seahawks think- have struggled. Like we have Dwayne Brown, who can yeah. uh, and then Brandon Shell, both under contract. So it's our interior offensive line, and I and like the fact to, that we we're we're focusing so- on it. Right, if we can uh, bring in a guy like David Andrews and Joe Thune, man, I feel really good. I'm comfortable. I think you need another backup piece. I'm not sold David, on Brandon Shell yet, my guy. I'm not. I think I think Brandon Shell played fine, and then Damian Lewis I think is a lock at at right guard. Damian Lewis at right guard, and then you have um, Brandon Shell at right tackle. I think because he's under contract, Matt. Yeah, uh, that's why I think that's just a realistic position. That's oh, gonna absolutely. Stay. He's going to be. I think yeah, the Seahawks don't the two positions, especially one being center and then a guard. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. be tough for um, you know to get the mesh kind of back. Um, right. Dwayne Brown is back at left tackle. Uh, we need a contingency plan soon at left tackle. Um, if not now, when you know that needs to be addressed, maybe in the draft. We look at a guy like uh, Liam Eddington. Uh, Liam Eddingberg uh, out of Notre Dame. I think that's somebody who could fall to us. I also think the Quinn Mert, Mertz Mertens, the guy that we saw. Yeah. Um, dude, that guy. That guy would be my favorite Seahawk ever. I get his jersey if he's. It, give me a heat receipt, one thousand yeah. percent. If if where is he, Quinn? I gotta find him. I gotta find the tweet. I gotta find it. The whole. Thing I think I put it on Hawk's Nest when he actually came out, but it was Quinn. I need to be able to pronounce his name, but he's got a big, gorgeous beer belly. Belly. Uh, he's got a long, luscious locks. Do you know he is plays man? center? And he's just just he's a, a hog. He's, he's just, just a hog. hog. He's just a unit. He's a hog. I love it. Like he's, he's what you want. You know what he reminds me of a little bit coming out is uh, Taylor Lewin, just a f- just an offensive lineman, just a guy. dude that loves football and loves being an offensive lineman. Yeah, just a guy that wants to go out there yeah. and hit bodies. He just wants to hit people. He wants to drive his legs and pit, pour some maple syrup over a mother when he's done. You know, I think he's mean. And I, like I think it. he. I think he's got a mean streak for sure. He ran a. Here he is. Like this is one of my uh, Maddie. If you can, can you flip us? Just my screen. There it is. He, he, dude, 
Dude, that's a unit. Dude, that's a unit. Could you imagine standing in front of him moving that fast? He ran he ran a 495 for my for the listeners that are uh hearing us. This is Quinn Mern mean meaners 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 i'm gonna say uh meaners he's a division three guy i think he is a unit he's got a mean streak he's nasty uh he showed up to like the senior bowl and he just had like he just does manly things he's just look at this guy like just a He's just a beast. Yeah, he looks like Rocky. Look at him. See how he's drafted? I'm telling you. I'm t- yeah, he does. That's that's yeah. Right yeah. That's him. I'm telling you right now, Seahawks draft him. I'm buying his jersey. Now I can't see him being anything will, higher he'll... than a sixth round pick. Uh what? Sixth? He's a second division or third, probably. Is he really? Yeah, he's coming out a of a Division three program. Take a look. I'm just pulling up his uh, if you got, his draft if you profile any. right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's wow. definitely a. He's just an athlete, from what I can see here. Granted, a big guy, six three two twenty, but or sorry, six three three twenty. Um, like you said, he ran a four nine five. He's got some moves, and he looks like his lateral movement is what's really impressive. His ability to uh, get to that second level, just yeah, quick. He's I he's think an he athlete. Is, I think he's got a mean streak, and I think he's going to play in the NFL for quite some time. I think he's like a can't miss prospect, kind of like yeah. uh, like a. Uh, I hate to put him on the same level, but like Quentin Nelson is so downright nasty and so downright good as an offensive lineman, like a maybe like, like a. I think it's such a cool time to be alive as an offensive lineman because kids nowadays are hearing about offensive yeah. lineman, offensive lineman. Why is Russ, you know, talking? And now, you know, those big dudes, those kids that are getting made fun of, they're like, you know, getting picked maybe, you know, third or fourth instead of being picked, you know, eighth or tenth. I also, I also think we're seeing the offensive line develop into more and, than just big dudes. Those guys yeah. are athletes, and you can attest to it. They, like, I don't know if I can dude. attest. I don't know if you're I an athletic dude. Okay. You are. I'm going to give you that props. Like you're an athletic but, dude, but these guys are just insane. It's crazy how fast they've gotten. The development and physical abilities yeah. we're seeing like, from quit, big quit people Ma- is un- Nelson, uh, Damian Lewis. Like some of the some of the clips from Damian Lewis this year. I wish. Um, I, w- I probably could find some that I, I had highlighted earlier from the year, like as a Seattle Seahawk offensive lineman. It's he is a unit to yeah. move. Like these guys are big dudes now, but they are athletic and they can move and they can turn and run with you. And they're running with you, and then they can also, you know, you know, th- sh- throw a shoulder into you and kind of knock you mm-hmm. way out off of balance. Like it's, they're doing it with ease. Mm-hmm. I think it's necessary. I think we're, especially in the Seattle's offensive um, system where we run a lot of zone run and these guys need to be able to move, get in front of a linebacker, they need that big strength to move the big defensive lineman, but we got to have some athletic ability 
in those guys. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I and I just love that the direction the that the you know football world is going. That offensive linemen are now being you know valued, and offensive linemen's yep. lives matter. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. It's it's you know the quarter quarterbacks lives uh, you know got to be taken care of, and and well, you know you that's gotta, been known in the, in the locker room forever. It, within within football people, within football like, people but, know. But now you got fan bases, and, you know, right. the Seattle and the Twelves are over here saying like, pound in the table, like I want Joe Thune trade for this guy. They're getting like, some star power, about, bro. They are. Like, they're getting some actual mm-hmm. height. They're they've they're they're developing. It's cool I think to Orlando see. Brown when he gets moved is going to be moved for a good uh, amount of things. I think he yeah. is on that same kind of level as a, a, a Laramie Tunsil. I don't mm-hmm. think they're uh, the. I don't think anyone's as dumb as the Houston Texans to give up two firsts for them, but I think they'll get uh, they'll probably get a first at least back yeah. for him or at least some solid depth. I think he's Absolutely. that good of a player. I think he's already established. He's not even on his you know first contract yet. So uh, as great as Seahawks fans you know want to speculate about Orlando Brown, I think it is a pipe dream. Um, the only way, maybe a creative way to get it over there, Maddie. What do you think about this? This actually came to me right now. Tyler Lockett yeah, goes, goes to Baltimore. They need a number one receiver. They need a number one receiver. Tyler Lockett has been a number one. Uh, he can this be gives a number DK one. an opportunity to take over the true number one. And then maybe we go and I don't know. Do you I don't know. It that, just gets that your is, mind just it just gets everything working. Yeah, it's possible. It does worry me that. I wanted to write it off. I was really trying to get about to tell Seahawks fans, you know, it's a pipe dream. Like it's not going to happen. And then Tyler Lockett, like that's that's a deal that could work for both teams. It is. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a you know, here's a you know, we'll flip our twos, we'll switch, so you mm-hmm. kind of go up or I maybe we send Brandon Shell over there, right? Because they need a right tackle. That's why. Maybe. 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 Did that being I like that. The only concern, and you know what, I've I've, I've brought up the Tyler Lockett trade myself. I'm not against it. But there needs to be something in place because we saw last year watching the games, it seemed as though DK had a game or Tyler had a game, right? So that Tyler went quiet later in the year, but did, I would but agree with teams, you. If, if we have, if we only have one offensive pass threat in DK, I'm not devaluing by any means. I'm not devaluing Tyler Lockett and what he no, means no, to the Seattle Seahawks. It's important. I'm because just talking it, it, about improving the team. Yeah. But it's important that Seattle has other offensive weapons because otherwise teams are just going to smother DK and then what are we doing? 100%. And I mean, I hate to say it, but DK needs to uh, establish a little bit of a route tree this offseason. I think think he made that next step from his rookie year um, and like just getting, I think, under 1,000 yards and then he has a big year. But if Mm -hmm. he wants to talk about Calvin numbers, he wants to talk about – you know, being one of those guys in those conversations, he's in these interviews with, you know, the Brandon Marshalls, the Terrell Owens, the Chad Ochocinco's. He's in these big interviews. Um, but if he wants to be that guy, he, I think he needs to establish a little bit more of a uh, route tree. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a slag on DK. I think he is very good at what he does. I want to throw something crazy out here. Now, this is on the same track, but it's it's out there. So I think Atlanta needs to blow up their organization. I think Atlanta needs to completely flip the script. Let's say Tyler Lockett gets moved. 
we need another piece. One guy I would like to see DK actually just even work out with, get to know, get to train with, is Julio Jones. I know, and they've been very, very, very quiet. And it's funny because one of my buddies who's a, who's a Falcons fan, we actually have a couple of friends that are Falcons fans on here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're welcoming to, you know, to everybody. We always open to talking with them. But he is the one that's, you know, pounding the table for, you know, Julio getting traded and stuff like that. And, you know, Matt Ryan and everybody just needs to reset everything. Yep. And they've been very, very quiet this offseason. So, so I would watch so, out for that. So do, do we want to put it into the universe? Does, does Seattle start next season with Julio Jones on the team? No, don't start. I'm going to start it. No, why? We just got Russell Wilson. Now why don't we just got Russell Wilson back? Everything's okay. Let's put a pipe dream out. Okay, we dish Brandon Shell and Tyler Lockett over to Baltimore. Okay? We we bring in that premier left tackle. Okay? We shift Dwayne Brown over to right tackle. Or we get rid of him and bring in a right tackle. We do something there. That's easy then. No, I'm telling you right now. Leave Brandon Shell. Trade Dwayne Brown. Okay, trade trade Dwayne Dwayne Brown. Brown. Yeah, okay. Dwayne Brown, Tyler Lockett. I yeah. feel like that's a lot, though. So perfect. Wayne Brown, Tyler Lockett, and then maybe like a, a three. We'll, we'll worry about the fairness later. Okay, but we get that in there, okay? So now we need a receiver. Atlanta blows it up. We somehow bring in Julio Jones. We got DK Metcalf, uh, one of the, maybe the best offensive lines in football if we make all these offseason acquisitions. Julio Jones, and at that point, I'm ready to roll with Rashad Penny. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You just turned salary cap mode off. Like, I don't know what you just did because, like, Julio needs to – holy crap. Whatever you just did right there, that was awesome. But, like, I don't think that's going to work. But it's awesome. Great, great little take there. Come on. It would be so sweet. It would be. It It would would be be fun. I think that's – We'd have uh, to just collect the defense. We'd We'd have to sacrifice too much but it would be we would electric, it would be an electric offense it would be electric it would be i think you imagine and DK would be solid four or five seconds to pass the ball in the pocket and he's got dk and julio jones out there catching the ball wow i just uh, i got a guy can dream yeah keep dreaming that's gonna yeah. do it for us today um for episode number five of hawks nest shout out to our sponsors Fully loaded chew and one bone big and tall apparel. Uh, promo code for both of those is Hawks15 to use um, at your at your will for your next um, your next purchase. Your host, as always, Big Canada79 and at Hawks Nest Matt. As always, go Hawks.